There is a fifth dimension. A dimension of sound. Damn it, Frank! We tell him to be quiet. I spill my hot cup of Uranus again. A dimension of sight. Hey, Arch. I'm gonna sock you in the puss. A dimension of mind. Nan Adams, is that you? Ah! Ah! Next stop, the Twilight Zone. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fifth Dimension of Twilight Zone podcast. I am, of course, your host, Nick, and uh, we're here to talk a new episode of the Twilight Zone. Of course, we are, uh, you know, talking Rod Sterling's favorite podcast as well as favorite TV show of all time. He wrote it. I guess that would make it his favorite until he quits. I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's very late. I'm tired. We're all tired, but we're here to talk what I would consider probably uh, as written in the annals of the Twilight Zone lore. Probably one of the better episodes of the Twilight Zone period. Uh, and it does a lot with a little and that makes it to me personally good. But we'll talk about that. See how that works. Uh, as always, we're on the audio feeds like Anchor and iTunes and Google Play and uh, audio boom and whatever else you can think of we're probably on there as well i'm sure we're on like you know rumble or whatever site that is i'm sure oh, it dude, just we don't want magically to be on shows up there <laughs> i don't know I things it might our podcast just shows up wherever it feels like you know it well, played a game of pool social. and it just it, yeah right it's it like played a game of pool. <laughs> right it just it's like its own little world that you know there's daleks and stuff like that so i don't know anyways with that, with that said, I'm also here with my usual co-host, which of course, uh, our Triv, still theaterless from Trivial Theater, and of course Jacob, who is very orange today with his orange shirt, uh, his uh, uh, co-host Jeff, uh, of course from Jacob Anders Reviews. How the hell are you guys? How's life? Did you play a game of pool and did you win? Yes, uh, uh, but not recently. But I'm great. <laughs> uh did you get a little bit of uh fats in you are you as are you as stuffed <laughs> as you were the last time we recorded i didn't get a little bit of fats in me but i put a, <laughs> put a little fats in you <laughs> starting already yeah. huh <laughs> anyway. uh, you know, balloon, and someone sometimes someone's gonna come across and and burst your bubble and i'm, I'm, I'm that someone and this is my needle yeah we're gonna needle you triv you're needling people yeah, well, your face is a needle. That's right. I'm gonna pop that. I'm gonna pop that uh, that trivial theater out of existence. Put up my no, pleasure for him. No, no, yes. you're not. No, Jacob. Jacob, she doesn't know that I have the deed to the the, the trivial theater. You say that, so but I haven't seen you just, it. You just let me know what you need, and uh, we'll put it up there for you. How about that? If you need a porn theater? We'll put a porn theater. We How's definitely need a porn theater. <laughs> we call you can go the... over to uh, TYTD after dark and see that. No, why? Why would we do that when we have one right next to us, huh, Trev? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. moving on. So, game of pool. Yeah. So uh, number seventy on the list. Yes, thank you, Trev. That's where thank we're going to drop it to. Number seventy. Yes. The seventy. Going 70th below the, the. It's going below the temptation of Templeton. There we go. Trev has made it so good night everybody that is good night bye uh no but yeah we're so we're we're here today to talk season three episode five which of course is the pretty well-known episode that is a game of pool directed by buzz Kalick, written by george clayton johnson uh of course is production code 4815 air date october 13th 1961 and stars jack klugman and jonathan winters so this episode, uh, of course, has a remake that came out in the, the 80s uh, with uh, Marty Shaken. It's an episode that is always plays on January 1st on like New Year's Day. It's an episode that is up there, considered up there with like the, you know, the the eye of the beholders and the invaders and the shelters really? and all those. Yeah, it's it's pretty high up there with all those episodes. It's just I think what it's trying to do and how simple it is and just how well written it is as an episode really helps yeah. it. It really helps it and on top of that coming off an episode called the passerby which we thought we were recording this the next night but after what we talked about the last night uh this might be a top 10 episode just for that simple reason <laughs> i think that might be number three where some of its claim to fame comes from yeah yeah people were so despondent after uh the passerby they're like you know what number one this is great <laughs> yeah uh so uh but okay yeah uh, as i usually ask triv jacob uh how much do you remember of this episode I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty well known just off the actors alone, but what do you guys say? 
Oh, very well known. Well, and I mean, it's well documented. Most of my Twilight Zone viewing has come off of marathons or watching, catching early morning or late night episodes on Sci-Fi Channel. Um, yeah. So yeah, this one is is well known. I don't remember shit. Really? It's <laughs> one, it's, it's ironic <laughs> that you remember like the passerby by Game of Pool. You're like, nope. I just don't. Nope, I don't remember it at all. Not a it's bit. funny. <laughs> well, no, I say it's funny because you'd find this on like uh, one of those DVDs or videotapes where it'd be like two episodes per videotape. And this would be always be one of those like compilations with like I, the Beholder, the Sir Man or something like that. Or what is a videotape? Uh, it's a thing, Triv. It's a thing. See, if you let me put if you let me put up a uh, no. videotape emporium. No, screw you. Videotape theater. Why not? Look, you have the rest of the 2D plane. You don't need my theater space. I need it. Jerk. Yeah, I saw a bunch of videotapes today. I went thrift shopping at some thrift stores. Nice. They had a bunch of videotapes. I thought about buying them and starting to collect them, but then I was like, (laughs) fuck VHS. Did you find like... Did you find like a weird like uh, dummy? Did you find like a dummy or the Arnold Schwarzenegger mannequin or something like that? Oh, the thing from Sly Stallone from from, um, Demolition Man, the Frozen one. No, I think you were just talking about that. (laughs) Yeah, I just thought about that. I was like, I think you brought up a picture of that. We were talking about that one. Yeah, we were talking. Yeah. yeah, that. Oh, I would buy that. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be awesome. Your background, man. Uh, yeah, the virgin wall would not hanging, be virgin hanging after Hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> That'd be your, awesome. Your, your wife would come down one day and just go, that's Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, I'll just hang myself up like that and do videos <laughs> like that for now on. <laughs> you can do it like uh, <laughs> you can do it like Austin Powers. You oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's get back on track. Uh, no! So game of, yeah, game of pool. <laughs> I, I was going to say real quick that Page yeah. Magazine had this listed as 21 out of Yeah, so it's very, very high. Yeah. This is definitely, Jacob, I, I, I will say this. I guarantee you, you'll probably agree, this will be definitely higher than your favorite episode. Number 69? I think we're, I think we're no. Oh, then uh, perchance a dream. So this will yeah, be at I, least number 21. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is ironic because it's number 21 on the list, so we will exactly. make it number 22. Exactly. Just to be Just to be contrarians. Make it number 22. <laughs> so anyways, so this is an episode that has two actors. That's it. It has a set. It takes place. What, where is it in Chicago, Triff? Uh, it's called it. Randolph Street. And it's um traditionally back in the 1850s and 60s, it was known as um a street of saloons and gambling dens. A lot of people died on the street. And regarded, that's not 1960s, but that's kind of what it was known for back then. Yeah, you see a lot. You see this type of setting in a lot of like, 80s pool or 80s you know like for instance if they need like cocktail. A, a yeah cocktail, yeah, cocktail. very dingy Co- uh, the color of money is that the one with yeah color of money yeah yeah you see that like uh like w- this would be like a, a place in like the warriors or something like that that type of or uh adventures of babysitting come out to play who doesn't i mean who doesn't think of that that or can you dig it <laughs> so a game of pool. A game of pool. A game of pool. Pool. Yeah. We got trouble right here in River City. It's capital T and that rhymes with P and that stands for pool. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, what that uh, is, sounds cool. Oh, uh, it's Music Man. Yeah, you, you said that on the last episode. I like I had I no did. idea what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I didn't either. But yeah, I was like, you know what? It sounded cool. Well, yeah. we always when I was in high school, we marched um at the place that uh, music man was come up with that's where whatever the hell his name was Meriwether something or another anyway that's where that's river city was this this town that we marched in and so they had like a showing of the movie and all that stuff so Sweet. i always think of that i'm a dork but you know that's okay <laughs> uh music man had what's his face he played a lot of gangster people um yeah i can't think of his name um yeah. it was like such a departure of his like persona or whatever Absolutely. Uh, We're all sitting here at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, uh, you guys are 11 o'clock at night? It's almost <laughs> yes, where I'm at. 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. We're, we're musing about Twilight Zone and or talking about Twilight Zone while we muse about Mortal Kombat Annihilation, Double Dragon, The Warriors. Uh, we're all Hey, dogs. I've been trying to get this podcast back on track, but I just like... <laughs> we're all dogs. I just... I, I look yes. at this way. I have a Doctor Who Sonic Screwdriver. <laughs> just fiddle I got a cup hand. of Uranus. Anyways, okay. So let's talk about 
the game of pool because I do definitely want to go to sleep at some point. I know Trev wants to, everyone wants to go to sleep at some point, except Jacob, who doesn't sleep apparently. So, well, he's um, got the sonic screwdriver, so that helps, which also <laughs> vibrates, mind you. Yeah. So, anyways, anyways, a game of pool. It's an episode that basically is two individuals in a pool house, and somebody makes a deal and they start playing pool, but. It's much, much more than that, which I feel is what makes the episode work because this could be a very, as we learned from the passerby, an episode that could be really boring. And somehow George Clayton Johnson's script, which they've talked about in the Twilight Zone Companion, is very well written, very tense, and very um, uh, very insane just with what's going on because it, it literally opens up with pool shark Jesse Cardiff, who's played by Jack Klugman. And he's an individual that is basically rambling and raving to nobody in the pool house because apparently he's the only one that goes there about how he's much better than Fats, uh, whatever whatever his name is, uh, James Howard Domino. Fats Brown. Yeah, yeah Brown. Domino. Whatever. You the said something is, interesting. Oh, come yeah. on. You're, you're right. That Story-wise, probably an even simpler story than last week's yeah. episode. But, like, while, while we'll talk about, you know, where we think it falls and how much we all did or did not like it. It is league leaps and bounds better as far as like keeping one interested in what's going on than last week's. And I think this one probably had less to work with. Absolutely. Like story-wise. You know why? Why this one is better? Because the animal direction. Yeah. Because no, because uh, they were working with balls. Yes, definitely. Yes. They were just like, they're just like hit them balls. It will eventually come to us. Yep, they were playing with all kinds of balls. That's that's what the passerby was lacking. Definitely. Yes. No balls. Exactly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But like the the nice thing about this companion is sometimes when they actually put some effort into it, which I don't know how you feel about this companion. I think we've talked about this before. I think some episodes they because they don't look up like highly upon them. There, there's like no real effort put into like the actual um for instance a passerby like it would have been nice <laughs> to see some actual what are you doing why'd you stop talking <laughs> i don't know i looked up and like i was like wondering why trip was live and i was like what the fuck um, I just found these sitting here next to me. I don't know. Nice. I, was, I was listening to you, but no, I no, no, no. I, but no, I, what things. I was saying, I'm the kid that went and poked all the meat at the grocery store. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Were you the one that said. like took the grapes off? You like eating the grapes out of the thing before? Like they're like, you didn't pay for that. Like no, and you just keep eating them. That's what I did. Right, right. Uh, but no, but like you go into this companion and it's like some of the episodes they don't even like spend much time on, which I understand like they're not great episodes, but like for instance, a game of pool or either beholder, they spend like a, a lot of time. Like for instance, you know, this thing talks and it has like actual script stuff in it, which, you know, talks about like how yeah. well George Clayton Johnson's script was. And, you know, it says, for instance, like, you know, it says Jesse incredulous. It's impossible nothing's impossible fat says some things are less likely than others blah 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 it just says it goes into like how the process of like script writing can be if you do it properly and i think that's why this episode works as well as it does because it takes two characters who are essentially the in essence are essentially opposite ends but the same where they had a passion for something but uh the passion behind you know for instance if you want to be good at something you feel like you have to like constantly work at it and be the best and if you don't take time as you know fat says later on the episode it will come back to you know, haunt you and um i'm honestly you. surprised that this is put up there with something like i have the beholder well i mean, I mean not, like, it's not it's not episode, that but... yeah yeah yeah. no it's not like that high but it's like in the annals of you know annals yes i said annals <laughs> of, uh, of just annals. like episodes. <laughs> no but the uh the like the the lex or the annals of like how good the the twilight zone can be so i wonder I mean, if that's why because what you said and like what we were talking about a minute ago how it's like um they had so little to work with story-wise mm-hmm. and and it is just like a one single set and it's a very minimalist episode like yeah. all around story-wise everything but they kept it interesting is that one of the things that people are like oh that's what's so i mean we'll talk about this in a bit i guess after we go through the story but like 
is that why people think it's really great? Because, oh, wow, they made it work with so little. Well, I think if you look at the dynamic, the dynamic nature of the people involved and, and given when you're talking about like, you know, a death road after the civil war, you're not going to sit there and be like, yeah, but you look at, you look at, um, these two characters and they are very dynamic, you know, the way that they play off each other, the, everything about them, they, they're, they're a good duo and they, they, they kind of push and pull back and forth. And there is that there's a dynamic reason that they, that they're having this discussion, the competition, this life or death struggle thing based on a game of pool. I mean, you know, uh, Bill and Ted's bogus journey is not necessarily the best of those movies, but what makes it fun and interesting is you toss in this game of chance. And that's such a classic um, trope. Yeah. You know, you know, the best way to inherit to instill a sense of dread and like uncomfortableness is throw a bunch of water on people. Just make them look like they've been say, sweating. Fondling balls, Turn off the AC. That's... Yeah. Well, I mean, fondle the balls too, but make sure that <laughs> make sure the AC has been turned off and the fans have been turned off and just let them sweat it. It's like, that's why the scene in airplane when he's trying to like land <laughs> the plane, he's just like pouring down sweat through the, or when I, there's like a meme or a gif or whatever with the, yeah. Jordan Peele mm-hmm. with all the sweat coming. That, like that's the way to do it. Like you add in those nice little touches, and you know, like with the, all the shoot out of shot with a squirt bottle, just periodically coming up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but I mean, basically, like I said, it it literally is. Jesse thinks he's better. It wants to prove he's better than Faz. He's obsessed. He is just. This is all his life. This is all he cares about. And that's when uh, Jonathan Winters comes into the mix. Uh, you know, he comes in and says, "I'll play you." And it's a life and death situation uh, because Jack Jack Klugman apparently doesn't think it doesn't realize dead people don't really want money. They want, you know, as uh, Shang Tsung says in Mortal Kombat, your, I want your soul, you know, <laughs> that type of thing. So, I mean, your soul is yeah. mine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a point of the camera when you do it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Make it 3D. So it comes out and like touches you. Like, there's the uh, thumb. There's a thumbnail right there. You're just pointing right. at the camera. Yep. <laughs> you have to over enunciate and make your mouth. Your soul is mine. Yes. <laughs> um, My jaw popped but, like a bunch of times when I did that. Oh. <laughs> but I mean, um, like, what do you guys think of think about that? Like the setups, the the act breaks only, or the act is only nine minutes long before the actual game of pool. But you know, they, you know, for instance. The the big thing that Triv and I talked about before you came on, Jacob, was how much it costs for the the pool queue. Because you know how much dollars. Yeah, in nineteen eleven. He said six hundred in nineteen eleven, and it would have been worth nineteen k today. God damn. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like that's made out some motherfucking mahogany or something, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like it's like it's like the um, pool queues of like the samurai swords or something. It's got like a fucking Harry Potter dragons thing like like core <laughs> like take that bitch and expelliomus right that's what she said um okay so fats <laughs> is like very um the way he talks is like you know no <laughs> legend dies is he smiling like that it's kind I'm of just listening <laughs> See the funny thing is when I talk, I look up, so I'm not paying attention to the screen. When I look down, Jacob's like, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I try to look at my camera, but I'm always looking at my screen. So it looks no, like no, I'm it's just it's just the way you were looking. It's like usually you have that you're like, creepy like you're like like the girl. Like, what the, is going on? The the what is it, the overbearing girlfriend meme where she's like <laughs> Or the 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 guy who hasn't lost his virginity, the guy in the he has oh, bad weird, luck! Creepy smile. Bad luck! Uh, what's that, Brian? Bad luck, Brian? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I was thinking about the movie Smile from last year, or this year? Oh, last year. It, uh, yeah, some year. I saw that. The movie's awesome. I like that movie a lot. I got like a promotional poster. Actually, my daughter got a promotional poster. She went and saw a preview of it. So now you just have a person smile. You have a uh, Kevin Bacon's daughter staring red at you smile. and smiling. It's somewhere <laughs> in here. Yeah, man. But no, um, yeah, so uh, Fats has some really uh, good words of wisdom for Jack Klugman's character of Jesse. He's like, no legend dies if they're always remembered and talked about. And, you know, the whole big balloon needle thing. And, 
you know, just everything they like. He's trying to make Jesse's character realize that this isn't important. This is, uh, this is an obsession. This is going to ruin you as a human being. And you know, it talks about in the companion about the life and death and winning and losing. Like, it, like that's the whole point of this episode. Is just if you if you if you are so like so what did I just say obsessed with something it's going to come back and bite you in the ass and you're always going to you're always going to be chasing that obsession and one day you're going to be in a in heaven always you know filled with that obsession of never never feeling like you know it's like that was that episode we talked about where the guy gets bored of being in heaven or hell or whatever he's in oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. nice place to visit yeah it's like when you get the thing you want is it really the is it really fulfilling i guess it was grass is greener to. kind of a deal yeah so it's like the people who like i want to win the lottery i'm going to win the lottery and i'm going to be happy and like no you're going to be some guy who gets uh killed at a strip club and robbed of like his millions of dollars that type of thing it's just like you're never gonna you it's like what fat says in the episode it's like i went out and i did stuff i had fun i enjoyed myself i did all these things on top of being really good at pools so you gotta you know one thing what's that oh that's right said you know one thing we didn't do Oh yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, I should probably get there. It's like, yeah, no, I, I yeah, I'm, thank you for saying that because I probably would have done the whole episode forgetting that. <laughs> I, I would have just kept talking. You're just like, you guys are both just like, you remember Double Dragon? <laughs> yeah, I remember Double Dragon. <laughs> you guys like turn off your mics and you're just like talking to one another. I actually looked down, I'm like, where'd they disappear to? <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let, let me stop there and let's uh, let's do the opening narration, which is actually nice and short this this week. So, the opening narration after the egg break. Yeah, it's pretty Jesse crazy. Cardiff, <laughs> Jesse Cardiff, pool shark, the best on Randolph Street, who will soon learn that trying to be the best at anything carries its own special risks, in or out of the twilight zone. Okay, continuing that in and out thing from last. I week know, right? Too. <laughs> I caught on to that. I see where you're going, Rod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I just, I just put it in. I take it out. My words go in. My words go out. Sometimes I put other things in. Sometimes they go out. You know that type of thing. <laughs> I use a six hundred dollar pool. Yeah, I was gonna say I use a six hundred dollar pool cue. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing that's kind of interesting is the idea of like spending six hundred dollars on something like that. I mean, even today, you know, for instance, you know, buying uh i don't know six hundred dollars on like a playstation or something like that or an item it's it's interesting what we are willing to spend for like the top of the line stuff and here he's spending nineteen thousand dollars essentially on a, a pool queue it's like buying that baby grand piano or something like that but before the act break like i said it's the lead up they talk about you know they're they haven't played but they make the deal of life and death you know if he loses he you know dies if he wins he, he lives but what do you guys think about that that setup and stuff like that with the opening narration i think yes. that fats pull tries to pull some tough love because i like you know they go back and forth and and the scare get- straight Oh man, yeah, it is kind of, but you get that like Jack Klugman and John Winters. My God, just the the back and forth, and just the the measured, you know, logical like voice of experience versus like the highly emotional like guy that was something to prove. I love the back and forth of these two. It's just you feel it, you know. Mm-hmm. Is Jesse the original Gollum? Is he too obsessed? He's gonna fall down a volcano. Is that how he died? I don't think he's quite that obsessed. I mean, yeah. he sleeps on the table, but he doesn't hold his pull cue at night and go, "My precious." Although he does kiss I, a ball, so yeah, take that how you will. I I thought up to this point, I mean, I was on board. It was uh, I thought these guys. The, a lot of this episode, what I did like about it is these two guys and their chemistry, and they just how they work off each other and play off each other was really good. Um, like last week, we had another episode that was mostly just two people. And there's some other people, two people interacting, and it was just like there was nothing there. I mean, they could have been talking to a brick wall and then pasted it together. These guys, they really had a kind of chemistry in their characters. I don't know. I just enjoyed whenever they were doing their little back and forth. I do have a big question I'll wait till the end to ask about uh, Fats and, you know, this situation. But when we get there, I'll, I'll ask that question. It could derail everything. We'll see. 
Oh, Damn okay. it. This well, is episode fun- 69 or episode 70, isn't it? Son of a bitch. Yep. Podcast <laughs> over. We've lost. <laughs> but actually, let me ask you this. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me, I didn't mean to cut you off. Jay. There was, um, I like some of the analogies about this, about like the big hunter and has his big gun and all those types of things. And, you know, I like the idea of like the one, the one line that actually, it's not really the line, but it's this, the expression about how Jesse believes he hasn't done anything for years and nothing and uh, nothing feels like he's the best and that that's how i feel like on youtube sometimes doing youtube videos where i feel like i'm chasing i don't know chasing stuff for years and i don't feel like i've done anything even though i've done like 1500 videos or some shit and i've actually done quite a bit but i'm always chasing that like grass is greener when probably never get there i don't know i, I don't know if that makes any sense but sorry yeah, i think there's always that that shining example in the distance like because you do for all of the you know any of us can say hey you know what i do this for my own enjoyment i do this for the people that show up you can say that and there is a lot based in that but at the end of the day there is that thing about you spend your time on this thing that you care about you want people to see it even if it's not about the money and all the rest it's still i have made and put my heart and soul into this thing i would like someone else to be able to see it and appreciate what went into it um i think that since you are now the king of YouTube, um, or you could challenge the king. You need to like challenge somebody like Jeremy Johns or uh, Chris Duckman. Yeah, there you go. Well, Chris of, Duckman just got like hacked on Twitter. To a oh, game, of, uh, yeah, a game of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what is what is the throne? Is it like uh, a big red YouTube sign or whatever? It's uh, one of those big plaques, like the uh, the hundred thousand or a million uh, sub plaque. <laughs> A game of YouTubes, yeah, oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that—that's the first act. It, it basically is a setup. That's all it is. It's how Jesse is, how he is. It's how Fats is trying to explain to him that this isn't worth your life. That you need to do something better. Um, that you can have fun doing it, but you also got to find something, find some lot in your life. And then, of course, the second half, which is most of the episode, is basically how. I, I, I thought it was funny because of watching this and I was thinking about that episode of uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where Will goes, Will and uh, Carlton go to a pool hall and they think they're like, you know, big shit and stuff like that. So they take on this like uh, hustler who's a very good pool player. And then, of course, uh, Uncle Phil has to save him because he's really good at pool, too. So that's the same thing here. Fats is basically allowing Jesse to feel like he's winning and then he pulls his big dick out or his big cue and shows him the way, you wow. know. Yeah, this is the way, as they say. <laughs> he shows them the way. This is the way. Yeah, school, the school's this motherfucker. <laughs> I will also say the uh, I love the way that they use Dutch angles and Star Star Wars wipes. Did they? Did they yeah. use a bunch of Dutch angles? Yeah, they had all like during the actual pool match. It was a lot of mm-hmm. like uh, tilted things, and they had a lot of wipes going. So about the wipes. Yeah. They wiped themselves. They did. They did. After themselves. they rubbed them balls. <laughs> you got it exactly. No. Rub them sweaty balls. You gotta wipe oh, them yeah. down. Yep. Very um, rack them. Ooh. One other <laughs> thing too, and this is back to the first, the first or before the the act break. But I really love the way that they introduce Fats. Like he's off in the shadows, and they they light him from underneath, so he gets this very kind of haunting look. I thought that was cool. Yeah, like he just comes into the he, like he, there's no like fade in or anything. Like didn't we talk about this before, Jacob? Where like the fade in stuff is like really not great. It's just like the fact that he just comes in and leaves at the end of the episode. There's like no oh, they do like a crossfade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like they yeah. did that in the in the '88 or the '80s. Yeah, uh, Twilight Zone version. Right, it looks and it does kind of take that. away. It, it's kind of like oh, that that's effect that's been done to death you know they did it in the 2002 remake of last week's episode ah. oh yeah like it was so bad was, i was waiting for him to play like some <laughs> i was say i was waiting yeah play some 2000s song it was so bad um, all i need is like the um the chimes that as he goes away i like i do like the the way uh fats and eventually um jesse are are uh called is like they're like in a waiting room at a hospital like yeah. caller number five caller number five I guess that was pretty good <laughs> and all they got is pool that is literally all they have pool and balls they got yep. balls and sticks and a 600 dollar pool and sticks. yep and a chair in sticks the case of balls. jesse sticks and balls and yeah. sticks and balls and sticks and yep. balls 
um but yeah so first jesse feels like he's on top of the world he's up 299 whatever he's you know he's doing well and then of course fats does what fats will do and he starts schooling him and basically he runs up the the board on jesse and jesse starts sweating like a motherfucker and then it gets to like 296 to 299 and i love the tense nature of that it's funny how a game of pool or just playing pool and the way they shoot the best thing about if you want to do tense nature and movies or tv is just have the close-up of the scene and just have the close-up of the face and the tense nature of the face and that's what's happening here it's like it's very simplified but the tense nature of being close-ups or what work I don't know. and you do see them both sweat which was pretty cool yeah mm-hmm. like there are stakes on both sides because you know i, I guess do we want to talk the ending or are there other things to hit before then well no because what i wanted to talk about is you know how like i said earlier jonathan majors goes into the whole spiel about you know he went out he made love he did all this kind of stuff and you're sitting here in a dirty pool hall obsessing over my my you said station of a what's that you said jonathan majors did i well, I mean, yeah, Jonathan Majors. But yeah, Jonathan Winters. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wait, is he making a joke? I don't want to say something that was supposed to be funny and I didn't get it. <laughs> no. I, I mean, I can see Jonathan Majors redoing this if he doesn't in trouble anymore. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, but like I said, they get down to like the, the last few balls uh, and Fats is purposely missing them to set up, I guess, to set up Jesse winning in the end. Because I, I don't know, like I said, the you said there's an, there's an alternate ending to this, like a original ending. So it, it's interesting if like if this is all reshot to the point where you know, like how much of it is reshot to have that like that the ending that it has currently. Uh, basically, it was um the last like the last ball the when that drops, mm-hmm. um on was essentially reshot or at least in the script form. So it was in script form, but I think they just probably changed the scripting. So initially, um, Fats basically wins the game. And then he basically tells Jesse that, you know what? You're a two-bit loser. You're always going to be a two-bit loser. Had you won, you would live forever. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm out of here. Peace out, bitches, basically. But he basically, like, drops the hammer on Jesse and says, you know what? You're just another two-bit you know, hoser, you're never going to be what I am kind of a deal. Yeah. You said you liked that ending more, right? I thought it was, I thought it was given, depending upon how you look at Jesse's character, like he is such a, like being that pool is his life. Like he has mm-hmm. nothing else. Um, You know, there's that he needs to be put in his place because he is so caught up on being this thing. He needs to be served up some humble pie. I think it's a better ending. I don't think it's a better Twilight Zone ending. And I think that's why they changed it. I can see that, yeah. Because it doesn't have that there. I mean, there's just no there's no humanity with it. Well, not just that, it's just no like, you know, gotcha twist or anything like that. And, but that's uh, the thing too. The twist really doesn't come until like the the, the, the prologue, yeah. Or the epilogue. But I mean it's there. Oh, and yeah, with no. that other one, while I think that's a more poignant ending and I like it, and I think it actually pays off more of what the episode is what their their dialogue throughout especially what Fats is saying to him throughout the whole thing. I think that that original ending fits better with that and pays that off more. It's I think that the ending that they gave it is more um, commercial or uh, is more sellable. Yeah. I mean, and there is still, there is still, even though we all kind (laughs) of. Well, and I think too, that you can uh, both, both endings, do a morality tale thing but they do it from different angles one is be careful what you wish for the other one is you know you need Put to understand yeah exactly stop Don't... stop trying to chase the the well, win when you you said something interesting a minute ago and i gotta ask because you had said that if, and i don't know was that the direction it was going fats was purposely miss, missing shots was he purposely missing the shots because well, then that that that's the he? thing like well that's the thing like it depends on the ending the ending plays in the whole the whole ending plays into was he doing that on purpose to get out of the whole situation because you see he's like he's like doing the like the you know i i don't know like ghost thing at the end or whatever from the movie ghost where he's just like thank god it's over with or whatever movie that happens like that's that's the reason this ending is so depending how you play it he's either why didn't he do that earlier 
because that's kind of the thing is oh he's living through and what jesse ends up being is living mm-hmm. through pretty much an eternity of having to defend your title right. and you know you find out that it's really not all that and it mm-hmm. kind of sucks why didn't he if he has the ability to lose why didn't he just lose earlier See, i mean I if, if it's that bad that why he... not? or yeah. is it a situation to where like he physically because of you know he's he you know supernatural stuff he can't play bad he has to play his all or is it supposed to kind of also be a a a commentary on him that he is a lot like jesse to where like he could lose but and while he talks this big game about how oh there's more to life than just that title he can't bring himself to just let it go could that be it that's why yeah because that brings up like if he's not allowed to lose yeah that brings up the whole idea of like is he doing it? You know, he, he can't be doing it. If, if we're going that route, it's like he can't be doing this on purpose. He's just having a bad game. But if he's in heaven, he's not allowed to lose. Like if he's the best player in the world, it's it's like well, not not know. not not allowed to lose, but not allowed to throw the game. Right. Yeah. Like he has to give it his all. And um, I'm wondering, would, if, is it that or is it him? Is it is he because he's preaching the whole time about how oh, there's more life than this is. This isn't all of mm-hmm. it. I did good, but you know, there's more. He's taking this moral high ground, but I think it would be interesting if they said, you know, if they did say, oh, yeah, you could throw the game, but he just couldn't bring himself to do it because even though he's preaching this stuff the whole time, he he doesn't want to to lose that either. Mm-hmm. So he's he's kind of in the same spot as Jesse is, even all these years or millennia later or whatever. Well, I, I think the, the thing I'm going to say is you see um, that sweating at the end. They're both sweating pretty hardcore. I don't think that he was trying to like lose. Like, I don't think he was missing shots on purpose. And that's me. But I I think that he was still in it to win it, whether that be because he physically couldn't because of his own standards or because like supernaturally he was not able to. You look at um, when we talked about it before, a nice place to visit, like Mm. that, that eternity of, of, you know, playing and, you know, getting what you thought you wanted and then not being able to get away from that. I, I that is that would sort of play into this, I think. Well, yeah. but that brings up, I'll say that brings up the problem though. Like, it, so he, he's, he's not missing, he's doing this as honest as he can, but then he misses like a simple shot at the end. It's like, is, is that something that he did on purpose or is that something that he, he, like, he just had a bad game or like, I, I mean, he every, every, yeah, every every major person has a bad bad day. I mean, the best of the best always have bad games, but it's just like it seems like such a simple shot to miss that I don't know. At that point, he might have been able to, you know, kind of kind of I don't know. Because at that point cuz he had to say to him, "Well, you know, I have to tell you, you know, yeah. when you become the best blob, I don't remember the line, mm. but I I am obligated to tell you, oh shit, what did he tell him?" Whatever he told him, and he's like, or he said, uh, this isn't, you know, not all it's cracked up to be or something. Someone was like, and he said, I was obligated to say that. Right, exactly. And I think at that point, maybe he could, he maybe had that, okay, these are my two routes. And maybe, again, Jake, maybe like you said, it was within him to kind of go, okay, this is where we sit kind of a deal. Or maybe it's a situation where he doesn't necessarily have to be beaten, but he just has to recognize, hey, you know what? This guy is better than me. Like truthfully, because you know yeah. if he's living in the afterlife. Well, can, yeah, there. I mean, there's always that, always that thing about the like the the best eventually fall to the best. So that could be here. Like he eventually just wasn't the best anymore, and Jesse was the best. But in order to be the best, he has to keep playing as the best, and he he's never gonna he's never gonna live down to being the best around. No one's ever gonna keep him down. You know that type of thing. Is it weird that my head went to um, Blazing Saddles and and Gene Wilder's character where he uh, kept having to do, um, you know, face off after face off after face off. And then he turns around and the six year old was telling him to stick him, stick him up. And then he got shot in the ass or something. Um, Sure. (laughs) Well, I just mean the the, you have to take on challenger after challenger after challenger. And at first he might have absolutely loved the challenge of it. But then it got to the point where he's like, this is all I do. I don't know. It's it's interesting to think about just the idea of like how the, how the episode plays out because it, it feels very simple, but yet there's a 
a lot of discussion about what exactly is going on with the two characters. And it, which, it could very much be just a matter of perception, you know? Yeah. Uh, and of course it leads to Jesse winning and fats eventually, you know, leaving. I think he realizes what's going on and what's happening. And Je- you know, Jesse's like, I won, I'm the greatest. And of course, as we see at the end, he uh, is, is in the same place fats was in the beginning of the episode and, you know, having to play pool for the rest of his life to teach other people lessons. And it's, um, meanwhile, it says, meanwhile, fats has gone fishing lead of his obligations. So, I love that ending. I think that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's the episode. I mean, what do you guys think overall? I enjoyed this one. It, it's a it's it's that whole like, you know, cuz they have that whole discussion at the end like where Jesse is saying how, "Oh, well, you spoke rudely to me. This was never a good-natured game." And he's like, "Well, how else was I going to get through to you? That's the only way that you understand people to talk, you know? It, I couldn't be nice and such." Yeah. It's definitely better than last week's. <laughs> I like some of the, I like the two guys and their their back and forths and their chemistry and all that. Um, there's things about it I like. I didn't love it. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I didn't hate it. I thought it was, uh, it was solid. Um, I don't. It's not top ten in my opinion. I know. I think that maybe people probably think of it a bit higher than I do. Quite honestly, um, just going off of what you guys have said, you know, the the general consensus of it is. I think that there's a lot of interesting points brought up and some interesting things that not like deeply, but could have been explored that I think would have made it better. Like the whole thing about like, did the whole thing surrounding him losing and what all that is, I wouldn't need like a big explanation, but I think that could have been really interesting had they clarified that a little bit, even within a few lines of dialogue as to like, whether that would have said a lot about his character, the fat's character, whether he had the ability to, like we said, the ability to throw the game. Um, and if so, if he did or if he didn't, and the reason why he did or didn't, I think those types of things could have said a lot about it and been really interesting. But yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was, it was solid. It's one of those episodes that it could, you know, not hit people a certain way compared to other episodes. Cause it's, it's like you said earlier, when we first started talking about it, it's much more toned down. It's very simplified. So it doesn't hit like into the major, you know, Oh my God, what am I watching type episodes like the shelter? I, the beholder. I don't know. I think, I think it's just, I think what helps it as well is like, you could have gotten to, you know, no name actors that don't have a lot of experience, but you get Jack Klugman and Jonathan Winters that are able to sell this, you know, somewhat interesting to depending on how you feel about riveting story or if you don't feel about that, which is fine. Uh, but I, I mean, like I said, I really like it on the simple fact that it was just it, it brings up a lot of questions about like what exactly is going on. What are you willing? How far are you willing to go in your obsession of things? And is it worth is it worth the ending um, payoff? I guess in the end, is it worth it to you to? lose sight of it. It's like that movie up in the air when George Clooney's like obsessed with like traveling and he goes back to his family like halfway through the movie and he just feels like an alien that type of thing. It's like your obsession can ruin everything, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So well and I will say too, like the fact that Jonathan Winters was known for like comedy stuff and all of these mm-hmm. things. Like he showed up in the Mad 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 Bad World as one of the more goofy characters. And this role was so incredibly arrow straight, you know, like yeah. he, he played it, like he played it really well and they got it. They brought him on board for that reason. He just, I don't know. I thought he did an incredibly good job for not normally playing roles like that. Yeah. He, um, he won the Mark Twain prize for American humor. So he obviously was a well-known, well-beloved comedian in a lot of respects. So Yeah. But yeah, that uh, is in essence a game of pool. Like I said, it, it was remade um, and it has an alternate ending. And uh, um, yeah, there you go. So with that said, uh, let's go ahead and do the closing narration. Uh, Je- oh, that's the opening. <clears throat> Mr. Jesse Cardiff, who became a legend by beating one, but who has found out that after his funeral, that being the best of anything, carries with it a special obligation to keep on proving it. Mr. Fats Brown, on the other hand, having relinquished the champion's mantle, has gone fishing. 
these are the ground rules in the Twilight Zone. I love that closing narration so much. <laughs> yeah. He's going fishing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. He's like, but to I'm think out. about it. Oh, oh, sorry. I No, no. I, that's all I was going to say. Is he's he's out. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> he done. Just, just the idea. Like, it was, I just thinking with the end there. You know, it's a game of pool, but like you said, with the with the closing narration, it's that thing where you have to keep defending. Like you know, you you play that one game, and that's all you want, but then you get stuck playing more and more and more to defend that one game in a cloudy um, place where you all you have is a pool table. You don't even have like a beer. No, nah, no beer, no beer in the twilight zone heaven. Nope. It's Maybe not a cup of water. Either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a pitcher of water. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um with that said, that is uh season 3 episode 5 of uh Twilight Zone, which is uh Game of Pool. Um so with that said, let's do the Twilight Zone ranking list, our last segment which is the greatest ranking list of all time uh cuz I said so. Um yeah. is this a top 20 episode? I think so, but 35. <laughs> 35. Um <laughs> I'd number three honest, that's where i would put it really well like the back middle. there and stuff like that mm-hmm. i mean i like the i just would be more interested in watching those over this one again and this it wasn't bad and i know it's going to go higher than that because you guys both liked it more than me but if it was just totally up to me i'd probably put it right around 35 that's fair. i didn't like it. i liked it more than a passage for trumpet which also but... starred jack cluckman yeah, well, and but like the whole truth, I enjoyed that one more. Prime mover, what you need, uh, mirror image, yeah, kind of on the same level. So you liked you like two more than this? Uh, two shadows. Uh, Charles Bronson and uh, yeah. Elizabeth Montgomery. Uh, about the same level of enjoyment. I think this one had more to say. Well, no, I mean, no, I'm not gonna say that. I think this one. I think both of them could have had more to say. That's my biggest issue with this one is it could have had it had things to say, but I feel like there was more it could have said easily that would have made it very thought provoking and it didn't. Um, I mean, it leaves it totally open. So I guess you could say that it did, but I don't take it that way. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, I don't I don't decide. Yeah, it's it's pretty much on the same level as two for me. So, I mean, two was 25, but I'm just like looking at them and I'm like, what would I want to watch most unusual camera I, as goofy as that is i enjoyed it more than this one that's fair um, All good. this one just didn't i mean i appreciate what it was saying and i don't think it was bad in the slightest it just i mean it didn't it was it 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 seems as if it didn't impact me as much as it did you guys or what well, i've seen it plenty of times too where it <clears throat> i've had the time to kind of think through it and whatnot too so yeah i mean it, yeah i mean I like what it had to say, and I thought it was well made. That is the one thing I will give it, is that, especially in comparison to last week's episode, where they had, like I said earlier, they had more to work with, and they just kind of screwed the pooch on the execution. This one, <laughs> they had less to work To have so little to work with and make it interesting from beginning to end, I think that that is an achievement. Am I going we'll to like bring it up in the ranking because of that? Well, no, because I was looking ironically in the 2021 20, 22 spot um just, just for a simple fact I, th- I do think this is better than for chance to dream i do think it's a lot better than people are like all over <laughs> is it opposite yeah. day i Holy think crap. most things are better than for chance to dream but i did have to set that aside because i think yeah. a lot of the stuff under for chance to dream is better than that so for me to say <laughs> it's number 20 you know I mean, yeah, because I I would always rank this higher, but that like I said, you your 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 feelings on Twilight Zone and my feelings on Twilight Zone and Trey's feelings on Twilight Zone are always going to be different on a lot of episodes. So we might agree, like no, the shelter is not number three, but like for instance, I like this episode, but maybe you don't. It's just the way it works. I don't dislike you know? it. I just think no, no. I'm not saying you do. I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying that I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying like on a on, on a level of just like our enjoyment like for instance you might like the mirror next week and i might hate the mirror and i, I mean it's just it's, it's all it's all you know your opinion so that's how i have to look at it but um i mean i think this is episode is definitely better than two it's just i just on the acting alone and just the ending and i, I feel, can i can get behind that yeah like i said they're they're um, they're as far as like they're very different but 
far as my enjoyment of them, they're right around mm. the same. So to say this one's better than two, honestly, yeah, probably overall, if I had to put those two next to each other and dissect them, I'd say this has more to offer than two does. I mean, yeah. two is pretty much, hey, war is hell, and um, just like the whole flags of our flags of our fathers and letters to Iwo Jima thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, when everybody's gone and the war is over, we're all the same. You know that that's its mm. message. That's um, it. This one has probably a little bit of a deeper message, so I'd be willing to go, gladly go above two. The problem is we have a hundred yards over the rim over a most unusual camera. I have to actually flip off those to be fairly honest. But well, in retrospect, the, it's easy to say that too. You know, we kind of yeah, say, well, "Oh yeah, 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 you know, it it fits in that mid twenties range." And then <laughs> upon retrospect, we go, "Oh, well, you know, now looking at this, oh, that's that one has this and that over that." So, you know, that's you know, in the moment decisions versus time to think about it. You're gonna get that. So, I mean, Trev, what what do you think? Like, oh man, um, chaser. Oh yeah, that goes without saying. I mean, I think we've established that just from the was it the uh, <laughs> Tales from the Crypt? Yeah. That's another opportunity. That's another spot where it's like set. You know, you had something great to work with, and you just mm-hmm. didn't stick that landing. <laughs> well, and the thing is, having seen like I came out of watching this version, you know, going, I really enjoyed it, and then seeing what they did with the eighties version of it. I do think the eight, like not that, not that it affects this, but like the eighties version being that you have that kind of hot shot young guy versus the seasoned pro versus like, you know, Jack Klugman, you could see as kind of a schlubby guy that spends way too much time playing pool. I think the, the way that they did it with the eighties version is more true to like the kind of, the kind of personalities you're dealing with, but um, yeah, definitely better than two just, and not that not that two wasn't a good episode. Ah, most unusual camera is one of my faves, but I I would watch this one anytime. I really enjoy it. Um, well, I mean, do you think it's better than like a penny for your thoughts or for me? Yes. Um, I I wouldn't. I don't know that I would go. Well, again, we run into the perchance a dream hitchhiker. People like are alike all over. Thoughts. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I, also though, not to cut you off. Just, no, no, no. I fully expect this to go much higher than I, w- me personally, I would. Well, put no, it. but I'm. Yeah, it's yeah. not like I'm taking some hard stance. This isn't like a no, 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 no. This sucked, and I hated it. I'm just kind of like, yeah, it was, it was good. <laughs> so uh, I'm cool with it going. Higher. I I actually enjoy these these episodes on that simple fact that like the the gap between like for instance what you believe where it should be and what where we like I should believe it or Triv should believe it is it makes it for like difficulty in trying to figure it out, which makes it more interesting because we can break down the episodes that are in between those portions and really nuts and bolts situation. Like, you know, most unusual camera. It's an absurd episode, but it has a great ending to it. hundred yards over the rim. Like it's an interesting premise, but is it worth, you know, is it better than, you know, a game of pool, you know, that type yeah. of thing. So I would I say don't think that... it has as much oh. to say. That's the thing with these episodes. It's like what's in the episode and what the episode has to say. And I think right. that this one had more to say than some of these episodes. But well, in our conversations too. That doesn't necessarily mean that I think that it's a more enjoyable episode. You got to kind of balance those. There's the message, and then there's the actual episode. Yeah, that's a good way to state for me, it for me. Well, and how many have gotten higher or lower because of our conversations too? Sure. I would probably put this between people are like all over and perchance to dream. So 19 and 20 would be where I would probably put this generally. Um, I mean, I would put this. Okay with that. <laughs> well, I would say, yeah. I, um, I, I honestly would put this just like right above perchance to dream. You just said that. So what am I talking about? That's okay. No, no. I, I just forgot what you said that quickly. I'm such an no, idiot. No, no, no. Um, I mean, like, it, it, I don't know. Um, I'm really like kind of looking through. I feel this. like I need to go back and watch Perchance to Dream because I feel like I'm missing something that everybody else got. Maybe I watched it on a bad night or something. Um, well, and, and perspective is a thing too with that. I mean, we watched it, you know, and what hit us about it was kind of that whole. Oh my God! They showed someone jumping out of a building, and like the 
the dream elements were part of it, but I think the the fact it was like you just didn't see that with late fifties television. You know, they they were ballsy and. Sure. You know, Twilight Zone was still new enough where they weren't being watched as closely. Well, no. I do wonder because, like, I also I can say this both ways. You guys, this that was the episode right before I came on. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, I uh, I didn't. I do wonder where it would be ranked had I been there and we had that conversation. But I also wonder, you know, I say it would be lower, but it may have been higher. Maybe my opinion of it would have changed. My opinion of episodes has changed as we sat here and talked about them yeah. so maybe i would see more in it had we had that conversation <laughs> i need to yeah. go back and watch the episode again and watch you guys's episode of it because i watched it i watched you guys episode but i hadn't seen the episode at that point i feel like now i'll just be yelling at the screen the whole time no you <laughs> shut your mouth <laughs> It's okay. I'm used to that. I like how I like how you thought that like it was gonna be like the greatest episode ever when you watched that. Watched us talk about it. We did hype it a bit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Jacob. Like, are you are you all right with going that high when it comes to uh, not? I know, I know you want to go high, like we all do, because we want to be mellow and eat food. But do you have around going that high with like the episode? Yeah, I'm cool with it. Like, I was gonna rank it at 35. But then we got high. So here's the question. Are we putting this above the hitchhiker, below perchance to dream, or above perchance to dream, below people are like all over? I'd say between just above perchance. You know, Jacob's like, there's a consolation yeah. prize. I said 35 originally, so I've gone down <laughs> 15 <laughs> points. If I got to drop it down. I can accept that. It's like, you know what? Little wins, little wins. Yes, the little things in life, right? Yes, little things in life. All right. So yeah, I think I think we'll. I think, like I said, that's a good compromise. So so with that said, new number twenty, a game of pool. Number one, I have a holder still. Number seventy, Trouble with Templeton. Next episode is called The Mirror. It's an episode that stars Peter Falk, directed by Don Medford, written by Rod Serling. Uh, I know this episode if I remember right. It's person uh like uh tyrant assassin staring in a mirror i think if i remember right i don't remember we'll, fi- we'll figure it out uh but that's next week like i said the mirror starting peter falk pre-columbo pre-columbo pre the princess bride so <laughs> yeah i saw like the first 30 seconds of this episode because i watched it on um <clears throat> paramount plus and it went to the next oh, yeah. episode it showed some fordell castro looking motherfucker come out Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I was thinking about that. Yeah, I remember. It's yeah, it's it's not a bad episode. It's not the greatest, but it's entertaining for a Twilight Zone episode. So we'll look forward to that when it comes up. But Driv, Jacob, we're going to shoot our balls out to the Twilight Ooh. Zone in, in this episode. Uh, I know Jacob, you, you love the blue balls, so. You- <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a transition and a half. Or tri- tri- I should say tri- is blue it? balls, but um, we got I cause blue balls, but we gotta uh, bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like you have it on standby, but uh Triv, I'll go to you first. Uh you have content, you're still trying to figure out your theater before I take it over, you know, that type of thing. So <laughs> I'm working to get uh, anyways, it built so you can't take it from me. <laughs> uh, I mean I've already I've already the, done the groundwork, so but anyways yeah, you'd like to think so. Right. Where, where's your content at right now? Currently, uh, currently uh, nowhere. Uh, no. <laughs> um, uh, you can check out my back catalog here on YouTube at Trivial Theater. Uh, definitely go over there. There's some beauteous type of things. Uh, you can also see me on Twitter and uh, Instagram at Trivial Theater. Awesome, Jacob. Yeah, I know you have content. I know you're gonna. You have videos that have probably released by now since this episode's two weeks after we recorded. I sure uh, hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can they find that content at? You can find it on Jacob Anders Reviews on YouTube, and also what's that one? Retro JKXY on YouTube. Two channels, Yay. one man. <laughs> much content. Not really much content. Lots of yeah. Check it out. Um, got new videos coming very, very soon. Um, by the time this airs, I surely because we're we're shooting two weeks in advance, so I surely yeah. hope that those have started to roll out. So yeah, surely can't be out. serious. Don't call me Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. Um, <laughs> hopefully by that point, I'm working on different new content. 
for the channel because I had some some ideas, as they say. Sir, he's yeah. gone from suck to blow. He'll allow it. <laughs> uh, so yeah there you go um as trip as trip laughs into uh, the twilight zone oblivion uh you can find my content you can find my content movie emporium where i hold all the content i don't know what i've done at this point of this review or of this uh podcast where we're at this point just know i probably posted something uh, uh up on my channel audio feeds for this podcast or usual places like itunes and anchor and all that good stuff uh but we'll see you next time in the twilight zone so for myself uh triv jacob uh we'll see you guys later peace out motherfucker. <laughs>